Welcome to Katie Talks Trash, where I, Katie, talk trash about all of my favorite reality escapism television, particularly The Bachelorette and Bachelor. <sighs> Guys, I, I, I'm struggling today. I'm struggling to like this season. I kind of low-key hate it. Um, I, I just, I find it obnoxious. I find it boring. Um, and I'm sitting there watching last night, you know, they finally, they spend 15 minutes, 15 minutes of the episode, of a two-hour episode, which is what, like, I'm bad at math, an eighth, a sixteenth, I'm not really sure. Anyways, they spend 15 minutes on the two-on-one date with MJ and Jacinia, and And neither and, and none of it matters. Neither of these girls are winning. Neither of them are going to be the girl at the end of the show. They're just not going to. Um, but we spent 15 minutes. After we spent 15 minutes on it last episode. So we've spent 30 minutes just on one fight with two girls that don't matter to the overall arc of this show. And I'm struggling with this this year. I thought they did such a good job with Tasha, um, really allowing us to get to know the guys that by the end of the season, I was in love with all four of them. But then, and you cannot tell me, do not tell me, do not come back at me and say, well, girls just fight more because it's not true. That's not true. We've seen plenty of catty, stupid, bullcrap fights when it's a Bachelorette season. The problem with The Bachelor is that they focus on it more, the girls. Um, I just, I'm annoyed. I'm just annoyed. And it's like we finally thought we probably got rid of all of the drama with MJ and Jacinia when we send MJ home, but then we immediately launch into it with Serena picking on Katie for no freaking reason other than the fact that she doesn't want to admit that the reason that she hasn't spent time with Matt is because Matt doesn't want to spend time with her. And now we're adding Heather into the drama, and I just, I, I think it's a disservice to Matt, and it's a disservice to these women for us to say that they cannot carry the show just based on their own personalities and relationships. That the only reason why this show is working is because of the drama that the girls are bringing, and that's why we're tuning in every week. And it's not, and it's honestly, it's getting old. It's getting really, really old. I would forego an entire season of drama to truly get to know these contestants and some of the drama is funny and we have had some lighthearted moments on this show but the formula is old and it seems to honestly be getting worse and I don't know if it's just this cast um, was particularly bad or if it's exaggerated to the point where the show is not going to be salvageable soon because it's exhausting it's going to be another season where we get down to the final four and we're going to we're not going to know these girls. And they're extremely likable girls. Like, if we're looking at the trajectory of the show and who's going to end up in the final four, with my predictions being Rachel, Michelle, Brie, and someone like Serena P. And, and just knowing that there really are not a lot of other options with this group, maybe Abigail. I want to spend eight weeks learning about these girls. I know more of them by looking at their Instagram than I do about their, than I do on the actual show that they've been casted on. And I, we haven't seen Brie in weeks, weeks, because she's staying out of the drama, so she's not getting any camera or airtime. And the most we see of her is like a 30 second snap clip of her laughing and making out with Matt. 
But instead, I want to see a conversation that they have when they have five or ten minutes. I want to see their conversations. What are they talking about? What, you know, but so but at the end of this, when he's making a decision based on a relationship and we're not going, I don't know anything about them, that they seem to have this connection that we never even saw. And I'm really, ugh, I'm annoyed by it. Oh, we're five minutes into this podcast and I'm on a diatribe already. I just, I'm struggling this morning after watching last night's episode and then waking up this morning and thinking about it and scrolling through Instagram and realizing that we don't, the formula of the show is essentially lost and it's time to get it back. It's just, I'm annoyed. Okay, so let's, let's get into it. So we get a cold open, which is Heather Martin in a minivan at the gate of the Nema Colon asking for Chris Harrison. And I've got all sorts of opinions on Heather, but we're going to wait a little bit longer. Um, anyways, then I've completely forgotten that we are on a 2 on one date with MJ and Jacinia. Again, I legitimately do not care about this fight. I don't care. I don't give a crap about this fight. I'm not saying I don't give a crap about these two women, but, like, I also don't know them from Adam. But I don't care about this fight. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter. I just want it to be over with. And it literally takes them 15 minutes to resolve this problem when I could have resolved it myself in less than 30 seconds. Um, and then MJ is just constantly saying the same things over and over again and interrupting Jacinia anytime Jacinia opens her mouth. He talks to both of them, blah, blah, blah. 15 minutes later, he says he's conflicted and then gives Jacinia the rose and walks MJ out. And of course, MJ is blaming the entire thing on Jacinia because. No one, particularly this season, no one is able to take responsibility for their own actions. And I don't understand why that's so hard. I don't. <laughs> like, really? Like, it couldn't have, nothing, none of your own actions led to this result? None of them? I find that hard to believe. Um, maybe these girls just need some deep lessons in introspection. You know, I just, I live by the stance of if there is a problem in my life, I likely have done something to contribute to the problem because if I didn't, it probably wouldn't be in my life. There are very few times in life that you will be confronted with a problem of which you are completely innocent. Completely innocent, okay? Um, I, I just, ugh. Anyways, it's over. Like, bye. So we get to the cocktail party. Jacinia comes in with a rose, and everybody feels like we're like, yay, we can move on with our lives. And all the girls are like, oh, good. Like, we're finally getting to the point where we can ha each have some time with Matt. Like, there's no reason now for all of us to not at least have a few minutes with Matt. And all these girls, they seem to be in agreement with this with each other. Like, yeah, everybody is going to get their due time. But wait, there's no cocktail party. Chris Harrison comes in and says, Matt is exhausted and wants to go straight to the rose ceremony. So this can mean one of two things. This could mean that the, the producers are like, let's cause some drama. These girls are all in there saying that they want to have some time with you, so let's not give them that so they can spiral more. Or Matt just truly knows that, like, there's no point in it. There's no point in the cocktail party. Nobody is going to tell him anything that's going to change his mind. He's already got his mind made up about the girls he wants to pick. So Serena C., turns around and immediately launches into Katie that Katie is the one who brought up the drama and they would have all had time with Matt if it wasn't time, if his time wasn't consumed with the drama. And therefore, because Katie is the one who brought it in to his attention, it's all her fault. It's common nature for any time that there's a problem that we need somebody to blame. Particularly when the blame falls on your own shoulders. Like, Serena, have you ever done anything to exert yourself with Matt? Could it possibly be that you're just scooting along until it's time for him to let you go? At some point, you have to accept that part of the problem is that maybe he just doesn't like you. 
And I, I imagine that's really hard to think of in this situation. But, you know. And, and the truth is I just really don't like a lot of these girls. There's like a handful of these girls that I think I could be in a room with. The other ones I'm like, wow. Oh, oh no. Serena C is one of those girls. I don't I don't think she and I would get along in real life. And I, and to be quite honest, there's a, most of the girls on this show, on this franchise, period, I wouldn't get along with them. Um I just I ugh, I just would not function in this house. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the rose ceremony. <laughs> I completely forgot this. Jacinia, Rachel, Kit, and Abigail all have roses. At Rachel, Kit, and Abigail from the last episode. And then Jacinia from the two-on-one. Then we have Serena P., Michelle Piper, Bree, who looks so good in this green dress, this lime green midi dress. Like, she looked amazing. And I just, I want more Bree. I want more Bree. Chelsea, Katie, Serena C. So that means going home is Maggie, a freaking queen. Maggie, we love you. I hope we see you again just because I find her so interesting. And this is another one of those people that, like, I wish she had gotten more airtime because she has, like, first of all, she's stunning. She has this cool accent from, she's from Ethiopia. Like, I would love to hear more about, like, how did she get from Ethiopia to America? Like, we got a little bit, of a tidbit of it at the beginning, but, like, I want to hear more about that. I want to hear more about that. We have Catalina, who's from Puerto Rico. Would love to hear more about her. And then we have Ryan, who is heartbroken. And she says, I mean, some honest truths here. She's like, listen, like, <laughs> she basically is like, I got pulled in here late, and then I didn't get any time with him, and now I'm going home, and that just doesn't seem very fair. And Ryan, you're right, it doesn't seem very fair at all. They purposefully withheld certain girls to bring them in to cause trauma, and now... Only one of them is left. Only one of them is left. And to be honest, the only reason that Michelle is there is because Matt took a chance and gave her a one-on-one -on -one date really early. I think if Michelle had kind of had the same fate as Ryan to wear... Wait, where the heck is Brittany? I'm just realizing this. Did she go home last episode? Does she have a rose? Wait. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did she go home last episode? Did she get sent home at the same time? That I don't know. Y'all, we've only had like four rose ceremonies. How am I supposed to remember? Anyways, Michelle is the last one left, I think. I don't think Brittany is left in this group. I don't think she is. She had to have gone home last weekend, last week, too. But she's not on the group date. I'm very confused. Anyways, Michelle is the last one left. The only reason why is because she ended up getting the chance of a lifetime on this one-on-one -on -one after being the new person, and Matt really liked her. They connected in that one-on-one. -on -one. But had Michelle not gotten that one-on-one, -on -one -on -one, would she still be here? Every other one of the, the late girls gets to go home. Okay, so the next day, Chris Harrison brings in a date card, and Piper gets the one-on-one -on -one date, and it says, tonight will be worth the wait. Um, and Katie just, like, she says something, like, extremely positive about waiting. Like, she's like, okay, well, like, it's not me this time, but I just have to trust Matt, and, like, eventually I will get the time that I need with him. And Serena C. just hates, like, hates it. It's like a bitches eating crackers moment. Can't stand it. Um, and all of this really is just Serena C. needing to blame somebody. Um, so then she, like, confronts Katie in, in a room. I don't even know where they are. <laughs> Katie's just like, no, go away. Like, that's absolutely not. Like, all the girls can hear them screaming at each other. And Katie is like, get out. Like, GTFO, this doesn't have anything to do with me. Go away. Stop projecting, basically. <laughs> and all I, 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 because I'm not listening to them, um, is I'm just yelling at my TV, leave Katie alone, like Chris Cracker style. Leave her alone. Leave 
her alone, okay? <laughs> and then Katie, like the queen she is, says, thank you for your feedback, and gets up and walks away from this conversation. <laughs> Which I think will now be my retort whenever I'm I'm having um, a verbal altercation with somebody, which isn't often. But like just any time that I'm annoyed with somebody, I want to end a conversation. I think that's how I'm going to do it. Like, thank you for your feedback, and then leave. <laughs> I love her so much. Why did they do her so dirty in the first episode? I want all of this to be over so she can tell us if the dildo was her idea or if this was like a producer idea, like a shtick that the producers helped her come up with or if like she really thought about it because she has the, the personality that this really could be her idea, but like also the kind of personality who's like, yeah, that sounds great. I'll do it. This sounds funny. Um, but they just like set her up so awfully in the first episode to be like the girl with the dildo. And it turns out that she's just like, she's freaking awesome. I love her. So, and then Serena C. goes downstairs where all the girls are. They've, they've like, taken all the cushions off the couch and made this, like, pillow fort on the floor. Which <laughs> they don't have anything else to do. So, like, I would probably build a fort, too. And it's, like, Bree and Abigail and Chelsea. And I don't remember who all is laying on the, <laughs> on the pillow fort. But Serena C. comes down and just starts running her mouth again about it. And Katie walks in and she's like, I mean, you don't have to stop talking. You've already said all this to me. Like, keep talking. <laughs> and finally they were like, some of the other girls were like, let's not fight anymore. Like, this is dumb. This is really dumb. Like, can we all just get along? I suppose they agree to move on or whatever. So then we cut to freaking Heather. Uh, Heather Martin. Okay, so Heather Martin was on Colton's season. She's really good friends with Hannah Brown. Um, she is the girl who said on the show that she had never been kissed. And now she's an influencer. Like that's, that's the gist of Heather Martin. She's this, she's just like a generic blonde girl who posts her outfits on Instagram. And she seems like a nice person. Her shtick was that she'd never kissed anybody. Um, and I guess maybe she still hasn't kissed. I don't know. I don't, has she kissed somebody yet? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so then, um, she shows up in a minivan, which this minivan irrationally annoys me the entire episode. They have her in this white Dodge Caravan and I asked my, my group chat, I'm like, why could they not have gotten her something else? They were like, maybe that's all the rental car place had. I'm like, they are in... You're telling me the rental car place only had a, a Dodge Caravan? They couldn't have gotten this girl a Corolla, a Chevy Cruze? You know, like, I've rented multiple cars in my life. And I, I got, one time I had a yellow, a banana yellow convertible Mustang. I had rented an economy car, but they didn't have any. So they gave me a banana yellow convertible Mustang in Orlando. Like, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. I got a convertible in Orlando to drive from Orlando to Daytona. That was fun. Um, I've driven a, I got to drive up the Hyundai, Hyundai Santa Fe. It was a nice car. Um, what else have I driven? I got like a Dodge Neon one time. And you're telling me they can get Matt a G-Wagon to drive around this property, but they got Heather a minivan? A minivan. Get this girl a Corolla, Okay. A Camry, a Honda Civic. None of these things were available. They had to give her a minivan. And I don't know how much they paid this guard. I don't know how much they paid this gate guard to pretend like he didn't know this was happening, but he was a really bad actor. She pulls up to the gate and she's like, hey, can I see Chris Harrison? And he's like, oh, no one is allowed on the property. We are closed for filming and quarantine. And she's like, no, 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 I just really need to see Chris Harrison. And he's like, oh, I cannot allow you onto the property. And she's like, no, 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 he knows me. Like, I need to, like, call somebody. And he's like, well, let me see what I can do. And he picks up the phone and he calls Chris Harrison. <laughs> this is so dumb. We don't need this. We don't need this. We don't need the drummed up drama. Okay? So, um... Chris Harrison comes down to the guard gate, and she says that Hannah B. has told her to go crash the party to meet Matt, that 
when Hannah and Matt hung out all during quarantine at Tyler's house, which apparently they hated each other the entire time. <laughs> if you haven't watched their YouTube video on how the quarantine house actually went down, it's really funny. Um, so Matt, uh, Tyler's, Tyler's dad died? Is it his dad or his, I don't remember. I know it's really bad. One of his parents dies, like right before quarantine stuff happened. And he and Hannah, they've never really stopped talking since the whole show ended. Like they've, they've remained friends. They've kind of hooked up a couple of times. And I, so Hannah like goes down to Jacksonville. Is he from Jacksonville? I don't, he's from somewhere in Florida to comfort him and ends up getting stuck there for quarantine. And so she's living in this house with Matt and Tyler and Matt and Tyler's friends. And basically, like, Hannah and, and Tyler kind of couple up, but then they and they realize not very long into it that they don't belong together at all. <laughs> but they're stuck together, and they end up just hating each other, and they have to, like, but they've started this TikTok thing, and so, like, people are expecting these TikToks, and the entire time they were all, like, Hannah and Tyler together. They're, like, could they weren't speaking to each other. It's just a really fun episode about how they got over it. It's on Hannah Brown's YouTube. Anyways, so she, Hannah says she calls, or Heather says Hannah calls her after quarantine and says that you and Matt will be perfect together. You should meet Matt. And that she can't let Matt get engaged without meeting him. First of all, that is the dumbest logic I've ever heard. This is the dumbest logic I've ever heard. Do I... Should I not allow Zac Efron to get engaged without meeting me? No. That's not how the world works. Second of all, Heather, it has been months. Months. If you wanted to meet Matt James, you could have. You could have done that. You are both members of Bachelor Nation. He knew exactly who you were when you walked in the door. You could have slid in his DMs. Hannah could have given him his number. You could have talked. You could have FaceTime. You could have done anything. So this is where I struggle with the Heather concept, okay? I think, and Dylan kind of touches on this. When Dylan goes on his tirade about ABC, which, by the way, he's backtracked. I think it's because he realized that he wasn't going to get any help from ABC for his and Hannah G's wedding. But I digress. Anyways, he kind of starts all of this because of Heather. Like he's friends with Heather. Everybody's just kind of friends with Heather in Bachelor Nation. And I, he says that The Bachelor has done Heather wrong. And here's what I think has happened. Um, I think that Heather probably is still in touch with her producer. And they convince her to come on the show, to show up like this. And Matt, they convince her that Matt's going to keep her. She's got a chance. And I think what's really going to happen, and they didn't tell Matt that any of this was happening, and I think that Matt is to the point now, and we see this with Katie in a little bit, about how his relationship with the other women has progressed so much, he really does not want to entertain people that aren't progressing at all. And I think what's going to happen, of course they cliffhang us at the end of this episode, but I think what's going to happen is Heather's going to show up and Matt's going to be like, nice to meet you, but no. Because we have zero footage of Heather after this night. We have nothing. Um, and usually they'll tease something out about Heather on a date or something pissing off everybody else. They've teased nothing. I don't think that Matt's going to allow her to stay past this first night. And I think it's going to destroy Heather. I think it's going to destroy her as a person that she's got this whole situation built up in her head. The producers have built this situation up in her head. And then they're they're going to shaft her. And one of the main complaints you hear out of former Bachelor, Bachelorette contestants is the lack of care about people's mental health after this show destroys them. Um, basically they allow this show to destroy people and then they just kind of wash their hands and walk away of them. And, and I think that's what's going to happen to Heather. And I think it's gross. I think it's gross 
that they use people like this. Sure, you sign up for it, whatever, but there's so much manipulation behind the scenes that it is really damaging to somebody's psyche. Anyways, they allow Heather to quarantine. Um, she has, I don't know how long she spends in quarantine, but it doesn't seem like very long, maybe 72 hours, and she just has to test multiple times to get into the show, which is hysterical since they required everyone else to quarantine for 14 days. But whatever, there's no way there's 14 days have passed. Unless this is some creative editing, and Heather actually showed up two weeks ago. <laughs> I doubt it, though. So let's move on to Piper's day. Piper, um, Piper is adorable. Um, she has natural hair, which is gorgeous on her. She wears it very well. She has it like half up, half down, and she wears it in a bun. It's beautiful. She's just a super cute little girl. I think she's adorable. I don't know that I care for her personality. Again, we don't know much about her. We learn a little bit about her on this episode, but not much. Um, but she's wearing white booties. I hate the white booty trend. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. You know what I'm talking about? The white heeled patent leather mid-calf booty. I think they are dumb shoes. It's like, go full go-go boot. If you're going to wear a white shoe, go full go-go boot. But what I really hate about them, what I really hate is when people wear an all-dark outfit with the white boots. I hate it. I think it looks so stupid. And Piper is wearing this outfit today. She's wearing like a gray turtleneck. Also, turtlenecks, I just can't get over how much of a season turtlenecks are having this year on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I didn't know people wore this many turtlenecks. She's wearing like a gray turtleneck and a black cardigan and a black boot or black jeans and a black belt and then these white boots. Where did the white come in in the outfit? I don't like them. I just, I hate them. I'm ready for them to go away. I've never liked them. I don't understand them as a fashion statement. And granted, I am not a fashionable person. Like, nobody is coming to my Instagram to see what outfit I'm wearing. I fully acknowledge that. Do I still show my outfit off on Instagram? Yes, of course I do. But I don't, nobody is coming to me for fashion advice. I never have, I never will. But I don't like white boots. I think they look so dumb. If you are a fan of the white booties, like, go for it. If it makes you feel great, wear them. I just personally think they look stupid. Anyways. So Matt gives her like a lantern inside this G-Wagon that he's driving. And then he asks her to flip this industrial looking switch. And surprise, they have a whole private county fair. Meanwhile, we get a date card back at the house. We get Bree, Kit, Rachel, Michelle, Jessenia, Serena P, Abigail, Chelsea, Serena C. This lane leads to love, which means Katie is going to get the one-on-one. -on -one. She's the one person left out. Okay, so back to Piper. Piper and Matt are having their, like, first of all, I'm really jealous of this county fair date. Like, I love county fairs. Like, I love them. I grew up with one in my hometown called the National Peanut Festival. It's 10 days. It is, to me, it's like a Disney world, okay? So my ex-husband is not from the area. And when we first started dating, I was, like, talking about the Peanut Festival nonstop because I love it so much. Like, I've, I've never missed one in my entire life until this past year when we didn't have one because of COVID. Never missed a Peanut Festival. <laughs> I was actually in the pageant. I was in the Miss National Peanut Festival pageant, which t down in my area is like Miss America, it's like Miss America, you have to win a preliminary pageant to be in Miss Peanut. And, like, people grow up wanting to be Miss Peanut. If you are Miss Peanut, you're a celebrity in the town. Everybody knows you. It's a big freaking deal. I'm from the very southeastern corner of Alabama in Dothan. So, like, where Alabama meets Georgia and Florida in that corner, that's where I am. Or I was. I don't live there right now. But um, that's where I'm from. And so all that, that little area plus a little bit of Georgia and plus a little bit of Florida, really is the backbone of the Peanut Festival. It's the peanut capital of the world. I know all sorts of random facts about peanuts because of this. So, like, 50% um, of the world's peanuts are grown in a 100-mile radius of my hometown, okay? So, like, it's a big freaking deal, and it's 10 days, and it's a celebration of harvest is really what it is. It's the end of peanut season. Um, and so I love county fairs. Like, I love them. I love 
rides and food and I love when it's cold and like it was like such a great thing like when you were in high school and it was cold and you got to wear your boyfriend's jacket and you got to go stay out late at the peanut festival now I just go for the food like the corn dogs um and so like I love county fairs and the fact that they got this private county fair is like my this is my pipe dream like this is what I want in a date so I know my boyfriend isn't listening so I can say this out loud but like if he ever planned a date like this with me like I would be head over heels like I this is this is what I want in life I want a private carnival ride I really don't think it's that much to ask okay I don't I want to play games I want to eat food and I want to ride carnival rides and I want it to just be us none of these creepy carnies none of, I don't know I don't want to have to wait in line but for real, it's like Disney World where I'm from. So I, I get really hype, really hype about county fairs. So I'm very jealous of this date. So it, then we go into the night portion. Um, I don't hear much about this conversation, unfortunately, because my children um, are like die hard for popsicles in this exact moment. And so like I have one child who's begging me to get up off the couch and make some ice cream, which no, I'm not going to do. You can go get a popsicle. And then they want to talk about the popsicles. Mommy, what color is my tongue now? Mommy, is my tongue more red? Mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm like, oh my gosh, go to bed. So I miss most of the conversation, but I get the gist of it. Piper doesn't have a very good relationship with her mother. Matt, again, is able to relate because he has an absent father. In the end, Matt gives her the rose. There's a private dance with some band I've never heard of. I think these are so awkward. I would not know what to do with my hands if you told me that I, me and my boyfriend, were going to dance and make out in front of a band and we were going to be the only ones in the room. Oh, and some cameras. Like, I... I think it's awkward. But maybe I'm just an awkward person, so, you know. Um, then we go into the group date. They are bowling. I also love bowling. Bowling makes me hype. I love bowling. It's something we did. My friends and I in high school bowled all the time because we thought we were so cool because it was a place that our mom could drop us off you couldn't go anywhere once you were in the bowling alley. And then we would do cosmic bowling. Did y'all ever do cosmic? Some people call it galaxy bowling. Our local place called it cosmic bowling, but like the black light bowling. So much fun. It was always like, there was always drama at the bowling alley. Um, you know, it was just, it was a good time. I loved bowling. You eat some nachos. And I, like, really, I was talking to my boyfriend about this last weekend. Like, I'm having a hankering to go bowling. Like, that is, like, a normal thing. I like to do it, like, once a year. I like to go bowling. But the thought of sticking my fingers in a bowling ball during a pandemic is just a major ick factor, and I don't know that I can get over it quite yet. I don't know that I'll ever be able to get over it. Like, have you thought about, like, all the things we used to do prior to this pandemic? The fact me sticking my fingers in holes where other people's fingers have been. Like, what? Why did we do that? <laughs> Why did we do that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to get, just like, bring my own can of Lysol or something. Just spray the hole every time. Anyways, I go bowling. I think this is super fun. This is the kind of date I love because this is a realistic date. Like, what are you going to do with your partner? You're going to go bowling. At some point in your relationship, you're going to go bowling. You're going to go with a group of friends. You're going to drink a ton of beer. You're going to bowl, okay? It's just a normal, it's a normal life thing. Chris Harrison comes in and tells him they're going to split into teams, and the winners will get the after party, and the losers will go home. And I know it's very unfortunate here, but it really, the optics of the team split are not good, okay? So they split the teams, and the pink team is Chelsea, Michelle, Jacinia, and Serena P. And the blue team is Abigail, Rachel, Kit, Serena C, and Bree. I know surely they did not look closely at what the teams looked like when they lined them up. But you have a black girl team and a white girl team, except for Bree and Serena C, who is, she's Asian. But Bree also happens to be mixed in a very light skin. It didn't look very good. <laughs> I want to believe that this was an unfortunate accident. I do. I want to believe that. I want to believe that they could not be this toned up. 
but they put all the dark girls on one side and all the light girls on another side. I really want to believe that this was an accident. And then when they watched it back last night, they were like, oh, God. <laughs> but I do think that the girls that are left, they do have a good enough relationship to where this wasn't like an issue between them. They probably laughed about it. Like, oh, black girls against white girls. Like, I feel like that was probably how that ended up with them. But it just didn't look very good. <laughs> okay. So the pink team wins. The blue team is mad. And they should be. They should be so mad. At this point, there's no reason for any girl not to get time with Matt. And Abigail is really taking it the hardest. And I, you know, she says, she's like, I got the first impression, Rose. And since then, I've had no time with him. Like, if I got the first impression, Rose, you would think I would be one of the first one-on-one -on -one dates. And that just was not the case for her. Um, she hasn't gotten any one-on-one -on -one times. And, like, of all the people that I want to get a one-on-one -on -one date on this show, Abigail is the one. Like, she is the one. I would, I would have given it to her before Kit. would have given it to her before... I don't know who else has had one. But, like, Abigail, I just, I'm mad for her. So then Chris Harrison busts up the party while they're all crying about how they got sent home and tells them that Matt wants them to have the after party. So that was more manufactured drama, I'm sure, but whatever. So at the after party, all the, the four girls that are there are like, yes, I'm so excited. Like, now each of us, like, we can, like, evenly split up the time. We're each going to get, like, really good time with Matt here. Like, we're all going to get quality time with Matt tonight. And then the girls bust in. <laughs> and this after party is mostly Chelsea spiraling from this point forward of, like, um, again, I'm not getting time. But then they make out in the stairwell. And, guys, I... <sighs> I know that Matt is being lambasted for the way he kisses, but, like, he just doesn't look like a good kisser, okay? You know how we all knew that Colton wasn't a good kisser? Like, we all knew that. You could tell. You could just tell. And then the girls confirmed it in Paradise about how he was in a I think it was actually Tasha. Wasn't Tasha the one who was like, oh, this is the worst kisser? I just, I feel like Matt is not a good kisser. Like, he's been lambasted for his eyes being open or whatever, and, like, now we're all looking at his eyes when he's kissing, and we feel like if he closes his eyes, then maybe that's a good sign for the kiss. But it just doesn't look like a good, comfortable kiss. It doesn't. And he has, like, luscious lips, you know? Like, he's got, he's got, like, okay, this sound, I don't want this to sound but he's got like a black guy lips and like they're big and full and they look like they're probably really nice to kiss but I don't think he knows how to use them I just don't think he knows how to use them anyways maybe he hasn't kissed enough girls I don't know well he certainly is kissing a lot of girls now he likes every one of these women like he likes them all I don't know how Matt is going to make a decision at the end of this show because he likes and I think he just wants to make out with people. And that's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so the date Rose goes to Michelle because he feels the most at ease with her. And all of the girls are like, she already has a Rose from the one-on-one. -on -one. I thought maybe he would give the Rose to somebody who's never gotten one. But he doesn't. Um... I will say this about Matt, though. I do I do appreciate that he's trying to do things, like, on his own timing. And, like, he just really likes Michelle. So he wants to give Michelle a rose. He's not, like, I don't think he's listening to the producers of, like, you should really give Chelsea a rose. Chelsea hasn't gotten a rose yet. He's like, no, I don't want to give Chelsea a rose. I want to give it to Michelle. I like Michelle. Uh, so then we're going to move on to the Katie date. Tyler C. is here Good-looking Tyler Cameron. Gosh, do we love him. I mean, has anyone in Bachelor franchise ever been more beloved than Tyler Cameron? No, I really don't think there is. I really don't think there's anybody. I think maybe this is a good poll question. If you can think of somebody who is more beloved in Bachelor Nation than Tyler C., let me know who you think that person is because I don't think there is one. Katie Moe, maybe? Like, the, the three guys that Anna, B, 
ended up with at the end. Two of them went down in flames. In flames, right? So Jed, bless his heart. Peter, possibly the worst Bachelor of all time. The worst Bachelor season. And as much as I complain about Matt James' season, I would watch it over Peter's season anytime. And then we have Tyler C. And in all of his just, like, perfectness, he's beautiful. Um, he did a lot of really great, like, female empowerment on his season with Hannah. He dated Gigi Hadid. Really? Really? Maybe Wells? Is Wells as loved as Tyler C? It's not, he's pretty. He's not as pretty as Tyler C. Okay, that's a question. We're going to, we're going to, I may put that up on Instagram and poll people. Like, is there anyone more loved than Tyler C? Anyways, okay, so he and Matt have a conversation. They're like playing pool. Just being best buds. And Matt tells him that he sees himself proposing at the end of the process. So that's good news. Um, a part of me thinks Matt already has his mind made up. Or at least he's narrowed it down to like two. And I think those two are Rachel and Michelle. Anyway, so it's time for Katie, our cute little bundle of joy, Katie. I love her so much. So she thinks she's getting a spa date with Matt. She has to meet Matt at the spa, and she thinks she's getting the spa date, but it's really what they're going to do is Tyler C. is getting the spa date. They've hired an actor to be a masseuse, and they're going to tell the masseuse what to do in like an impractical jokers scenario, which is hysterical. This is really funny. Um, and we don't get a shirtless Matt James in this episode, but we do get a shirtless Tyler C., Honestly, I'm not going to get Tyler C. Matt has an amazing body. He's a good-looking dude, but, like, Tyler is just, like, a step above, okay? Uh, they make this poor woman rub his nipples. They have to, he, she has to rub Tyler C.'s nipples. They do this whole thing where, like, she pretends to get a phone call, and it's really Katie on the other end, and she's like, oh, my God, you're never going to believe this year. He's Tyler C., and he's just as hot in person. <laughs> and it makes Tyler like extremely uncomfortable. It's just this is really funny to watch. Like this was a great moment of levity, knowing what was coming with Katie. Um, this was just a great moment of levity. Um, <laughs> I think Katie was the perfect choice for this kind of day because of her sense of humor, and I think Matt knew that. And like, I just think it's really funny. And honestly, I wish Katie had been in quarantine house with Matt and Tyler. Like that would have been really funny to have them together like clearly she and Matt like we knew this going into this episode there is no romance between Katie and Matt there is friendship I think Matt values her and appreciates her and likes to spend time with her but does not see himself romantically with her and that's fine you are not meant to be romantically involved with every person of the other gender that you come in contact with Um, and so, like, they probably would have, like, gone to homecoming together as friends in high school and just had, like, a bomb time, you know? They would have, like, danced and had fun. There would have been no pressure. Like, that's the kind of relationship that Katie and Matt have. So then we go into the night portion. Um, Katie is excellent at the jump hug, probably because she's so tiny. Like, she's, she can't be taller than 5'4". She can't weigh more than 110 pounds. Like, she's just this tiny little thing. Matt is huge. If I jumped on my boyfriend like this, I would knock him down. Like, he is not a small person. He's, like, around six feet, 200 pounds. But I also am 5'8", and weigh about 165. <laughs> I'm not a small person. <laughs> so if I jumped on my boyfriend like this, first of all, he probably wouldn't catch me. He'd be like, what are you doing? And then second of all, I would knock him down. Um... And it's just clearly evident that they are friends and nothing more. And I think Katie's trying to force it a little bit here of, like, I see us romantically. And Matt's like, no, I don't think so. Like, we have a lot of fun together, but no. Um, and then he, like, picks up the rose. This was brutal. This was a bit of a brutal letdown. He picks up the rose, and he's, like, smiling at her, like, batting his eyelashes. And he tells her about how much he's appreciated her in the house and how she's uplifted everybody in the house and has stood – Stood for her values and, like, has truly helped Matt to this point. And then he says, but, and her face falls. And he says that his relationships with the other women has progressed further and he can't give her the rose because of that. He needs to pursue the other relationships. It was rough. She really doesn't say anything here. Um, 
she looks a bit shocked. Also, she looks really pissed when they put her in the car. And if you haven't noticed, there are rumors. Um, Reality Steve says that um, Reality Steve told us that she was going home this episode. And then that she's, first of all, he comes out and says she was announced as the next Bachelorette at the Women Tell All. And then he backs that up and says it wasn't announced because several of the girls are like, no, that didn't happen. He backs it up and says it wasn't announced, but that it came out. Like Katie told people or producers told people that she was going to be the next Bachelorette. I don't see her as the Bachelorette. Like she's adorable and I love her and she's funny. I don't see her as a lead. I've always seen her more as a paradise. I think she's a lock for paradise, whether she's the bachelorette or not. I think she's a lock for paradise, but I don't see her as a bachelorette lead. She's got a lot of momentum right now. I will agree with that. But we have two full seasons of Peter and of Matt to choose a bachelorette. And I don't, I see them giving it to Hannah Ann before they give it to Katie. And, like, God forbid they give it to Hannah Ann. Like, she is just boring. She's a boring person. Um, I see them, like, maybe Kelsey. God, there was conversations about Kelly. Okay, I would die if Kelly was a bachelorette, honestly. Um, who else? I think there are several women on this season that I would rather see as the bachelorette. Like, if Bree doesn't get picked, I think Bree would make an amazing bachelorette. Um, I think Abigail would make an interesting bachelorette. Like if we, our first person with a disability as a bachelorette, I think she would be a great choice. Um, or if they even went back further and picked like a Katie Moe. I, but Katie Moe's out of contract and she's come out with the whole thing about the ring at um, the Paradise Reunion. And that was just, that was rough. Anyways. I think that there are other people besides Katie that could be a bachelorette. I would rather see Katie on Paradise where it's the group setting and she can be funny and be herself and there are multiple options as opposed to the pressure of the bachelorette. Anyways, so Katie's gone. We love you, Katie. Like, what a pleasure. What a gem you were. I love it. Okay, so we're going to go to the cocktail party and Heather is here she's here she pulls up at the front of the Nima Colon in the minivan Matt comes in a tuxedo and he looks fantastic um he does pull Abigail first and everyone is just like so happy in this moment like they're really getting down to the nitty-gritty there's like 10 girls left it's like yay this feels so good like I'm good with this group the house is pleasant again they're all sad that Katie's gone, but, like, they're happy. Everybody is happy. He's making out with Brie. She's getting red lipstick all over him. That was cute. Again, that's the most we see of Brie in this entire episode. Um, and Heather can't get through the revolving door. <laughs> they, like, see her coming up the sidewalk, and they're like, who is this? And she's, like, trying to come through the revolving door, and she can't get it. Like, that should have been the cold open. I wish that was the cold open at the beginning of the episode of Heather not being able to get through the revolving door. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and she just, like, smiles at the girls and walks right past them to where Matt is having a conversation with Piper. And Heather just, like, opens the door, and Matt's face is like, what? And Piper is like, who is this? None of these girls, none of these girls know who Heather is. <laughs> That's how long it's been since Colton season. It's been years, years at this point since Colton season. Do we realize that? Since Colton season, we have had Hannah, Peter, Claire, Tasha, and now Matt, plus a season of Paradise. It has been at least three years since Heather Martin was on our television. Um, and Matt's like, oh, my God, Heather. And he looks at Piper, and he's like, I'm just going to need a minute. And Piper, 
Piper comes busting out of that door to those girls, and I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> I think she actually, they bleep her out. She has this energy that is just raging. Like, if you could read auras, it's red around her head. She's angry. <laughs> and Heather's like, hey, it's nice to meet you. And that's where they cliffhang us. Um, so the preview is all the girls are mean to Heather. Are we shocked? No. And at some point, like, I'm going to, like, not be mad that people are mad at other girls in the house. Because, like, at this point, like, I would be pissed too. And I wouldn't be mad at Heather because, like, at some point you also have to realize that it's the producers. So, like, I would just be pissed at the producers for, like, yet again ruining this. Um, and we get Aloe Black. Aloe Black is singing, and he sings through the entire preview, which I'm here for. I love Aloe Black. I think he's so talented. I'm really excited. This is, like, the first time that they're going to have, like, well, exception <laughs> Chase Rice. We're going to have, like, somebody with, like, actual musical talent and, like, a real recording contract on this show. There's race cars. He sends someone home. There's drama. I have no idea what happens next episode. I really don't think Heather's going to get even get to the rose ceremony. I think that Matt's going to be like, no, you got to go home. Because we see Heather crying, and she's like, what was this for? They're so mean to me. I don't think Heather's going to get to the rose ceremony. I really think Matt's going to be like, thanks, but no thanks. And they're going to send her home, and it's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. And we're going to spend an hour on it next year, next week. We're going to spend a whole hour. This is my prediction. We're going to spend the whole first hour without a rose ceremony. It's just going to be the girls melting down over the fact that yet again someone new has shown up. They don't know who this person is, and their time with Matt is being taken away. Like, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a whole hour of this next week. So that's the episode. Uh, again, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to like it. Um, I don't know. I poured myself a double glass of wine last night to watch this episode. Like, that, I knew it was going to be rough. So, anyways, okay. Um, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Katie Talks Trash. I live story during the episode to um, and talk about it or whatever. And then uh, I hope that you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Uh, I'm available on all platforms. And uh, yeah, cheers to next week. <laughs>